Yeah, we are back on this Thursday in time for your wellness update with our wellness expert. Here is Laura DeSanctis, who joins us each and every Thursday. Laura, good afternoon. Hi, Jeff. Good afternoon. All right. The uh, World Happiness Report, it was recently released in Canada. We placed 15th. Now, that's one spot ahead of the U.S., but 15th. I mean, I was a little surprised we didn't rank higher. Uh, how about you, Laura? Um, I mean, out of the 146 countries that were ranked, I think 15th place isn't that bad. And I'm glad that Canada is ranked higher than the U.S. But I thought for sure we'd be in the top five. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to say top 10, hopefully at least. Uh, but, you know, obviously with the pandemic in the last couple of years, Happiness sometimes has been hard to come by. So we thought we would start this week by just talking about some of the things we can do, maybe big or small, to increase our happiness. Mm-hmm. I think, and we spoke about this a lot over the last two years, especially with COVID, is I think one of the things to increase our happiness is really try to rewire our brain for happiness. So being more mindful, um, being more mindful in the media that we consume, uh, social media, even more mindful in the food that we eat, I think that's going to help us rewire our brain for happiness. But also, um filling up on something that I like to call vitamin G, so gratitude, and making that gratitude practice real. Because we hear a lot about the benefits that are associated with gratitude, but it's something that we have to practice all the time, like going to the gym. So it's not something where we can say, okay, I'm grateful today, and then just shut that off and not think about it anymore. So practicing gratitude on the daily um, and realizing that, you know, changing the way we think about the world. So paying attention to uh, the food that we eat, the energy that we have, um, really focusing on and noticing more of the good in our lives. I find that filling up that vitamin G will really help. And it's not going to be an overnight thing, but it's really going to impact the vibration in which we operate and how we see the world. I love that. I've never heard that before. Vitamin G. And just like any good supplement, like you say, it's not an overnight cure, but you keep taking it daily. If you practice gratitude daily uh, after a while, it's kind of a cumulative effect. It builds up. Exactly. And it doesn't necessarily have to mean, uh, you know, writing out in a journal, but thinking about maybe attending a yoga class, uh, yoga class every week that you like, and there's a meditation or a gratitude piece at the end, or making sure that you're home a few days a week uh, to cook meals that actually fuel you. So it's not necessarily, I think sometimes people get too much in their head about, okay, what does gratitude mean? And how do I define that? But just checking in with yourself every day and fueling up in the things that make you happy. All right. And when you speak about uh, cooking at home, are there certain foods that we can actually consume that will give us some happiness or boost our mood? Um, I think things, especially fruits with the natural sugar. So we know that most people are addicted to sugar and they get that sugar rush. But I think even if you're making the smoothies and you add like your, your favorite protein or a favorite flavor that you like, I love like the bananas and the kiwis and the mangoes and the strawberries. Those are fruits that I really like. And those are things that make me feel good, but everyone's body responds differently. So maybe it's your favorite salad that you like making or maybe roasted veggies. So I think too, it's, It's hard to say if there's one particular food because everyone responds differently. But if there's something that you really like making and maybe sometimes it's those brownies and you have them. We talk about moderation and everything in balance and you make those healthy brownies or even if they have a little bit too much sugar once in a while, that will also make you feel good, too. Yeah, worth putting a smile on your face for sure. And just finally, you hit on this, I think, right off the top, but I think it's worth reiterating, worth underlining is the so-called doom scrolling. Because as we know, there's just so much heavy news going on right now and has for a while. It's really moderate your intake of that, right? That's right. And and 
I think it's also to understand that no matter how challenging or bleak things may seem in the present, really maintain that hope that things are going to change. And that mindset of this too shall pass. So it's true that it always passes the good and the bad. So have faith that, you know, if there is some type of content that you're seeing that isn't the most favorable or is negative, negatively charged, there is always something that um, there's something better out there. Joined by our wellness expert, Laura DeSanctis, for our weekly wellness update. Tomorrow, Laura, is the beginning of April. It's April 1st, April Fool's Day, of course. Uh, but yeah. that is uh, shortly uh, followed by uh, April the 11th, which is World Breathing Day. Can you tell us mm-hmm. a little bit more about that? Yeah, so I found this out uh, recently about World Breathing Day, and it's really about the importance of breath work. So it's an annual event. And what they do is they invite everyone around the world to celebrate the healing and unifying power of breathwork. And I know, Jeff, we spoke about breathwork a few times on the show and meditation, but we all breathe and we all breathe the same air, yet we don't really acknowledge how fundamentally important uh, breathwork is and how it connects us to everything around us. So uh, World Breathing Day is really just to check in with yourself. It's a reminder to tap into your breath and the importance of it. Yeah, is there a correct way to breathe? Is it like in through the nose and out through the mouth? Is there actually a, a better or more accepted technique to breathing? Yeah, I think it's in through your nose and out through your mouth. What I like to do on the days that I feel super stressful is I thinking of I think of inhaling the good through my nose and doing a big breath out and exhaling um, the negative energy or let's say I've had a long day or something, the negative gunk on me. So inhaling all the good and exhaling out all the negativity. Because a lot of the time we breathe through our chest and we're not really concentrating on proper breath work. So it's really important to take that step back and connect with yourself. Or even what you can do is place your hands over your heart and take deep breaths, three deep breaths in, inhale through your nose, and you're going to exhale through your mouth. And check in with yourself and ask yourself, what do I need at this moment? And so really listen to what your heart is asking for. So I find those breath breath work techniques really work well. Yeah. And for people who have never really given this uh, a second thought or really thought about it, I'm sure that there's people listening to us right now going, oh, come on, breathing. I've been doing it my whole life. I think I got it down. Thank you. That's right. Yeah. Breathing is actually, I mean, obviously it's important, but uh, proper technique and really being conscious of your breathing, it's so important when it comes to even regulating things like anxiety, isn't it? That's right. That's right. And a lot of people with anxiety, um, especially during COVID in the last two years, they, they felt that a lot. So what I like to tell people, especially if you're managing this roller coaster of emotions, is returning to your breath because that can remind us that the only thing that we can control are, is our breath work, our thoughts, our actions, and our reactions. So when you really zero in and focus on your breath, that will help ease some of that anxiety. All right. Great stuff as always from our wellness expert, Laura DeSanctis, joining us again on a Thursday. Laura, much Thanks. appreciated. Thank you. All right. There goes Laura DeSanctis. And we're back after a quick break. Stay with us. You're listening to The Jeff MacArthur Show. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.